Welcome to episode 394 of Texing, in which we do not have too long to uh, record a show, so let's get right to it. Hey Jason, how you doing? I'm doing alright, how about yourself? Not too bad. What, what do you have to rush off for? What's, all, what's it all about? Oh, just uh, Sandy's... Uh, we're going to this art installation thing called Luna Luna. Oh, uh, downtown LA. I, I don't really know what it is. I, I think it's something that she thought Izzy would really enjoy. Izzy's our resident artist. Okay, yeah, so. nice that's that's what we're doing this afternoon so um yesterday we were at uh yesterday was kind of a big deal we were at Aerily's uh gymnastics competition oh nice and um you know i've talked about this on and off but she's um right her her goal is to get a division one scholarship which is extremely difficult thing to do um and uh, in order to do that she really needs to get herself to level 10 which is the level they compete at at the division one level. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've gone through that before, right? You, yeah. You, you want to recruit people who are already able to do the things you want them to. <laughs> and, um, and so, um, and because she joined so late, she's been rushing through levels, right? Most of these girls started when they were four years old or something like that. And she started when she was like nine and mm-hmm. did, wasn't in the serious track until like last spring. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, anyway, uh, so she was at level seven last year and the goal was to get to level 10 or close to it by this summer because the summer after the summer before their junior year is when college coaches can start speaking with them. Yeah. Before that it's, it's against the NCAA rules. Oh, okay. Right. Um, and so you need to get on the radar. You need to be winning competitions and doing really well at the, level 10 at the very least level nine but hopefully level 10 yeah and she was level seven last year and so her goal was to skip right past the light and go to nine okay but you can't do that you have to do at least one competition right. at level eight yeah and so her first competition was last week last weekend sandy she and sandy went down to uh san diego for their first competition of the year nice the problem is she started having these mental blocks. Like oh. she had she had accumulated all these s- skills that were far beyond the level eight, level nine, level ten, a lot of level ten skills, but all of a sudden she started freaking out and was scared to do the vault. Huh. And she was scared to do certain bar things and it just got worse and worse. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of in baseball they call it the yips, where yeah. you, you see these pitchers who all of a sudden they can't throw a straight pitch anymore they just throw it into dirt and they're like this this like amazing professional pitcher who's all of a sudden can't even throw can, can't throw it all just gets the yips they get the yips now this is different i don't i'm not exactly i don't know if anyone really knows what the yips are because they, a lot of times these guys just never recover from it huh. once they have the yips they never come back that's the end of their career um anyway it's like it's, it's kind of one of these things that like the announcers you're not even supposed to talk about <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, like, okay. All right. Even, like some guy throws in the dirt. Don't don't say anything. Throws in the dirt again. You're like, mm, throws another wild pitch again. <laughs> you know? so, it's it's like it. um, when people go on a stage, you can't say good luck or whatever. You've got to say break a leg. Something like, like that. Yeah. So anyway, she started getting this. Um, she started getting the all in her head and like really freaked out about stuff. And this has been going on for a couple months now, right? And it's getting close to the season. And we're like, and the, her coaches are getting frustrated and stressed. She's obviously stressed and frustrated. And we're like, this is, this is not, this is not good. Right. Um, and so we hired a, um, one of these sort of mental coaches for gymnastics specializes in this because this is yeah. not an uncommon thing for girls, especially once they get up to the higher levels and they start doing the really scary, uh, yeah. skills. Um, and so she would have like a half hour, we bought like a three pack, like a half hour every Sunday for three weeks. And that gave her, it basically gives them some um, tools mm-hmm. to how to, how to, how to deal with this, how to visualize, how to talk yourself through it. I, I don't even, I don't even really know exactly because she hasn't talked too much about it anyway, but she did say it was helpful. And so in fact, they had an in-house meet like a couple weeks before the season. It was a total disaster. She couldn't even compete in most of the events. She just wouldn't even do the vault. She wouldn't do the bars. Huh. I don't even think she did. I think she only did floor. And wow. even then it was kind of like at half a routine. I mean, it was just a total, total disaster. And I was just like saying, I'm like, Oof. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what this means. I mean, can she recover from this? I mean, I, I assume she should be able to. I mean, you know, so, I mean, I hope she, this is a thing she can get through. So anyway, she started fighting through some of the stuff and Sandy would go and sit at every practice, started sitting at every practice to give her some support, like four hours a day, five hours a day, just sitting there just to have some, some kind of emotional support. And cause you know, her, her coach is getting a little frustrated as you would understand. Cause they're just like, just do it. You know, you can do this. You've done this, you know, and everyone's understanding at first, but when it starts going on for days, weeks, months, people just start getting yeah annoyed, you know? Um, so anyway, they go down to San Diego and she's just like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, she's, she, she finally did the vault a couple times, looked good. I, you know, so she goes down there and the goal is she's competing at level eight. The goal is if she can score a 34. And, and so normally when they do these four, they have four vents, floor, beam, vault, and bars. And you scored up to level up to 10 is a perfect score right and she had to get you have to get a 34 total which is an 8.5 average across yeah. the four um and so she goes down there and i'm getting text to the scores and she's like you know she she's like oh, she did it you know floor she got an eight point eight point four she's like okay well we're in them and then she's like an eight six we're like okay we're <laughs> and then she gets like a eight nine and then it's like okay we <laughs> were in and then she's on her last one and it was the, uh, I think it was Vault. And all she had to do was get an 8.125. And she goes, she's doing it. And I'm sitting there. I'm, so Colby and I had gone out to dinner because she, I, I, Ari had, and Izzy, she brought Izzy down with her. Yeah. Because Izzy's such a good bomb because she just keeps things light and funny. And she just was trying to keep Airly out of her own head the whole time. And so Colby and I are at the dinner and I'm getting texts from Sandy and she goes, okay, 
she's doing it. And it's just like silence. And I'm like waiting. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell's going on? You know, because I'm worried if she doesn't, if this fails, this could like send her into a downward spiral. She needs an 8.125. Finally, we respond. She's like, she got an eight. Oh, man. She missed it by 0.125. I was just like, oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> just, oh, so brutal, right? And, um, wow. Okay, so the rest of the competition. So they, you know, she's obviously upset. She's crying. You know, it's a, it's a thing. You know, they try and take her to dinner they take her out to dinner, try and calm her down. They spend the next day, they go visit a, co- one of the, a college that Izzy wants to see and they spend the day in San Diego and kind of take her mind off of things. So this was like a, you know, obviously a huge letdown and I just was like, look, I told her and I said, you know, I'm, where else? I would do the text I sent her. I mean, that would be, be interesting. I said, I said, I know you're disappointed you weren't able to advance to nine after today's competition, but I'm extremely proud of how hard you've been working and how you were able to push past your fears. That's a huge deal. Just keep at it and you'll get there, I promise. And so that was sort of, you know. That's nice. And um, so she comes back and she was sick for a couple of days. So she only had two days of practice and then like you know usually the day the day before her because your next meet was this weekend this following weekend right down in anaheim yeah and um so she's competing a little late they had to switch her from nine they were assuming she was giving it nine so i had to switch her to eight and all stuff so we go down there and so um anyway she does it she scores like a 35 and a five over so she blows she gets everything she in fact she's on the last event she does the does the does the vault and that's the one we were worried you know this is the one she's been really freaking out about and then warm out she does it she doesn't like bail through after the run she goes and does it and she's like nails it and sandy goes it's fucking brilliant (laughs) (laughs) it's you know like what she said (laughs) she said it was fucking brilliant sandy doesn't have her curses (laughs) she's like miss you know goody two shoes and izzy and i are just laughing we're just like pretending like we were totally offended like oh my god you know and there's like parents around and she's just so so that means she goes to nine or she stays at eight and yeah so that means she's done so she needed a 34 total she got like a 35 five or something total so she she did well on all events. She didn't have any blowouts. Because a lot of the times the little girls, they'll do well on two or three events and they'll just totally blow up on one event, fall on something or something. They just won't be able to so finish it's like it. Something you goes. have to do one event and you have to get more than 34 on one event. And then No, no, no. You can three. only get 10 per event. There are four events and you can, you can only get a maximum of 10 points. So you okay. have to get 34 total, right? But to get a oh. 34 total, you're going to have to get an average of 8.5 I need you events, which means you can't blow up on an event. You can't like fall off the beam and you can't like not finish your bar routine. I mean, you got to be able to do everything at a good level. So she made up for the point one, two, five. Well, no, this is a whole, this is a new, this is a new competition, right? This is Anaheim. The week before we're seeing here, this is a new competition. She went down and uh, made it. And um, so it was huge, you know, big deal. She's super, super excited. Big deal. And, um, I told her last night, I said, this is, this is kind of, so it brought up kind of interesting moment. You know, obviously, you know, we're told her how proud of, I told her how proud I was of her and all this kind of stuff. And every, you know, she was getting a lot of 
a lot of that from a lot of people because she's going to go out because she's going to be the only girl in the whole gym at nine. Everyone else is at eight or, or lower. So she'll be a team of one in the nine. Um, what I told her last night, I, you know, I, I probably get this this parable or whatever slightly wrong. So someone have Mango Jason, that's that's not quite how it goes. But anyway, this is the essence of it. And this is what I told her. I said, OK, so I said, you know, um, it may actually have worked in your favor that you didn't progress on the first weekend. Here's why. Because A, it all you needed the first weekend was to get over your fears and be able to do these do these events. Yeah. Right. But there was only one week after the first competition for the next competition. So what you're gonna spend in you're only get like three or four days to prepare for all your level nine routines. They're different. They're more advanced skills. It's a whole new set of stuff. Even That's though true. she can do a lot of those skills independently, she has not been practicing level nine routines. You have yeah. to string together all these skills and all this stuff. But her next competition isn't for three weeks now. She has a three-week break between competitions when the big, next big competition is in, in Las Vegas. And that's the big one, one of the, uh, for the year. That's, or, that's not state or regionals, but that's one of the big competitions. And I said, now you have three weeks. You see, your first one, you got over your fears. The second one, you qualified. Now you have three weeks. It's just to, to, to get your level nine stuff. Because if you had, if you had gone, let's say you, you, you got what you need to score on the first time, you had one week to get level nine. You would not have gotten most of your routines down. You probably would have blown up on a couple of the events at least. Yeah. It would have been a little bit of an embarrassment, quite a disaster. Like, you know, you're maybe early. Shouldn't be at level nine. This is just, maybe this was a mistake. They could have, which could get gotten your head again. <laughs> all yeah, the kind yeah. of bad things. How are you, how are you going to put together all stuff in, in a week? Now you got three weeks. And I said, you know, so in retrospect, probably worked out to your, your advantage. But, you know, that's in life. Sometimes you don't always know, you know, it's kind of, there was funny, like, what was the parable? Well, I'll, I'll get to the parable in a second. It's funny. It just remind me. And, and White Man Can't Jump. Do you remember that movie? I, I don't remember the, it. I mean, I do remember. Okay. Well, there's, hilar remember. there's a hilarious part with Rosie Perez. And she's she's kind of she's talking to Woody Harrelson's character. She's like, but sometimes you don't understand. Sometimes when you lose, you win. And sometimes when you win, you actually lose. And sometimes when you tie, you actually win or lose. And sometimes you know, she's like, what? <laughs> she's like, my, my girlfriend is crazy. I don't know what she's talking about. And Wesley Slipes, man, listen to the woman. He's like, but she's crazy. I don't know what she's talking about. Anyway, so it's the same, same kind of thing. Anyway, so the parable, I said, so let me tell you this. So there's this, this is a Chinese parable or something where this, this, this kid out in the forest or something, and he finds a horse. And he brings a horse back to the village. And uh, a neighbor says to the son's father, like, wow, that's really fortunate that your son found a horse. And he's like, we'll see. And then he's, you know, for the days after that, he's right. The kid's riding the horse. And then he falls off and he like breaks his leg. And the neighbor's like, oh, that's so unfortunate. That your son broke his leg. And the dad's like, we'll see. And then sometime after that, the military comes and, and buy to the village to conscript soldiers for the war there, that's going on. Yeah. And they don't take him because he has a broken leg. And the soldiers and the neighbor's like, wow, that's so fortunate. The father's like, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so it was just that. So I told her that. And I said that, you know, that last night. And I said, you know, it's like, it's just good lessons. It's like, and that's why it's so good to do hard things and go through the fire 
because you learn so much about yourself. And if you're just doing easy stuff, you never learn any of these lessons about yourself, about life, about challenges, about picking yourself up, fighting your, you know, fighting your demons. I mean, that is tough stuff. And for, you know, young kids, 15-year-old kid, I mean, that's a lot of pressure. Anyway, yeah. no, I know great. this is probably a long uh, that's thing, a good but, story. It, but it's been a big, um, it's a been a big uh, focus of our family's of course, of course. attention for a while. And uh, oh God, what a, whew. So Colby was there yeah. as well because he's off, right? He's not back. Uh, no, he went back last week. He's back. He went up to, um, back up to Oregon. So he's back up in school. Okay. He's his yeah. first week of those winter, winter quarter. So it was just the four of us that I mean, the, the okay. Sandy and the girls. So yeah, so that's, whew. Yeah. Is he still doing his uh, project? Oh, the video game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's he's working on it. Um, you know, he did not really work on it much over the holiday, I think. And I'd have plenty of pressure on him, like, dude, whatever you want to do. (laughs) You know, I mean it's it's winter break. I know he worked really hard in the school year. Um so he spent most of his time he so he one of his friends that he works out with, um, they they both have sort of a love of race cars and stuff. And he he sent he sent Colby a like a video or something of like one of these kind of race go karts, mm-hmm. and and uh, Colby's like, "You want to build one?" And the guy's like, "What? Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, okay." And so then Colby goes and he gets on like his three D design program, whatever he uses, and he he designs the whole the whole go kart, and um. It, and as it happens, as Buddy Taylor, his dad had, they have like, his his dad has like a, I don't know if he's a contractor or whatever, but he has like these metal, like some work, uh, you know, like milling machines and he has access to a, a factory that can bend metal and shape it. And when you, need, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So his dad, uh, Taylor's dad took them to like a place where they bought like, you know, $7 worth of metal. And uh, because I think it was like 15 gauge or something like that. And they went back and they, bent it and shaped it and he taught and he taught him how to weld to do that the sort of tacking welding which is like temporary weld before they do the steel weld and and so he spent a number of days just they're working on their go-kart and that's cool colby's bought all the you know about the wheels and the stuff and they're and it was a great a great learning project and colby's like yeah i think I we did i mean you know it's a kind of cost us like you know i think he thinks he's four or five thousand dollars in materials and he's like i think we could sell it for I don't know what he thinks, twelve thousand or fourteen thousand or something like that. And uh, I'm like, oh, that'd be and quite a good. And have some fun on it. And have some fun. Yeah, so they're really yeah. excited. But I was like, you know, I mean, Taylor's dad is really. He's like, this is a great. I wish I could have done this when I was a, you know, a kid or college or high school or whatever. And, um, and I thought, you know, it's projects like this are great. You know, because they teach you so much. I mean, he's learned so much about, but you know, you, you conceptualize something, you design it, and then you got to figure out how to manu- get the materials and manufacture it and shape it and build this thing and bring it to fruition. fruition. And um, luckily they had Taylor's dad to show him a couple. I mean, they've doing most of the work, but his dad showed him a couple of things. It's like, I'd get the 15 gauge here, not the 14. Here's why. And he had some of the material and he showed him how to do a few small things. And then they, they've been doing the rest. And, um, and uh, it's great to get him off screen, you know, for these projects. Yeah, well, That's he's real world stuff. Yeah, and I always knew he's kind of. I mean, he's he you know obviously loves computers and coding and all these kind of stuff, but he also has that sort of um, good work with his hands kind of ability, which yeah. he really gets from. I mean, everyone Sandy. in my family has it except for me. 
Yeah, all my brothers can build a house and build it have literally built houses and can rebuild a car engine from scratch or motorcycle engine i can i can barely figure out how the dvr works or the streaming i'm like how do you get change the subtitles on and he's like just give me this you know (laughs) and uh and sandy's dad has all these patents and he has all the you know drill presses and machine shop stuff so she's she's got all this everybody (laughs) except for me has these skills (laughs) and um but call it's always new colby I always felt a little bad that we didn't have like a workshop and I couldn't say, Hey, let's rebuild it. Let's buy an old car and rebuild it, you know, which is something mm-hmm. he wants to do at some point. So this, this gave him an opportunity to do that. And he's just, he was like, get up early in the morning and head out. And I'm like, wow, like nothing gets him up at, at 8am, but he was up and out the door just to be able to do That's this. That's great. But, um, last thing I'll say about it is, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's another life lesson stuff. Right. And, but, um, and it's a totally different context from, say, writing a video game. Right. So yeah. it's a different type of a thing, but it teaches a lot of similar lessons. And, um, I was like, you know, if you were getting a job interview and they'd like, but what have you built? And you're like, well, I designed and built a, co- a complete race go kart. And they're like, what? Really? How'd you do that? Like, I built an entire video game. Like, what? You know, like, you had the skills to conceptualize and, yep, figured it all out and built the whole damn thing and sold I it. I mean, but like, like as if there was any doubt that, Colby was going to impress people in an interview. I mean, it's just like, this is just like a, a feather on the cap, you know what I mean? I'll, I mean. I'll, I'll upload a photo to the <laughs> Discord of him. I took a photo of that of the piece that they have in place. They got to finish it up over, I think, over spring break or something. Yeah. And um, uh, when when Colby gets back, and I went over to pick him up because he had, I had, we had to car we had we were short a car because Sandy's car is in the shop. And um, so I went over and um, to pick him up and he, they were showing me around and I took a photos. And I said, so I said, yes, you guys, this is a great project. You guys have a good time. He's like, yeah. He's like, thank God, you know, Colby. He's like, if it wasn't for Colby, wasn't it? You know, he said something like, it wasn't that Colby so smart. It was no way we could do this. And I was like, okay, don't say that. <laughs> don't say that, <laughs> don't say that again. <laughs> like, he does not need to hear that. <laughs> and Colby's like, yeah, really? I'm like, just shut up. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, Taylor, come That's on. Funny. Dude, come on. You'll bear that. Don't say that. <laughs> God. Um, so anyway. Well, anyway, I've talked long enough. Let's um, – how are you doing? Yeah, sure. I mean, I am – so So, Modern Teacher, um, we have a conference coming up in February. And because um, uh, we've got less staff, I'm much more involved in uh, the, the creation of the conference. In fact, I'm, like, very involved in it. Mm-hmm. So, like, day job has just been – you know what? Putting on a conference is like is like a lot of effort. There's so many different things to think about. What do you mean a conference? Like, so it's the we call, it's called the Modern Learning Conference, where we invite anywhere between 200 and 400 teachers mm. to to a conference, and then uh, it's at one of our exemplar school districts, where we then um, do a whole bunch of keynotes, and um, there's a lot of networking events, and then we we have buses. <clears throat> buses and take all the teachers to the exemplar district schools and watch them in action okay meet you know meals and um so i'm doing a a conference app and also all the av stuff yeah it does sound like a lot of work yeah so that's kind of the main thing that's been taking so up that's why time. it has not a lot of light wave has happened in the last week or two i was like i got like we've gotten quiet all of a sudden it did it well yeah no there's another reason as well Actually, I did. I did make um, a lot of advancement with Lightwave, um, with the styling stuff, which I essentially finished. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
it's it's really interesting. So the so all the other stuff that you use, which is just basic tech, which is just like regular regular text and bold and italic, and all of the short uh, the the keyboard shortcuts and the copy paste, which is really complicated. Anyway, all the stuff that you use is very very good and very polished, and it's right for what it is. Um, adding in styling. What I've done is I've already got the the notion capability where you type a forward slash and then it'll it'll do a heading one or a heading two, heading three, bullet points. I've got bullet points working, although not perfectly, and we'll talk about bullet points in a minute. Um but I've got that working, but um the thing is it's 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 uh it's frustrating because it's like it's it's better than what notion does for that one part that forward slash thing i mean it's, it's better it's faster it's it's already better but it's just not right it's just not right and it's it's like so i'll, I'll, I'll tell you what the frustration is um like the it's it's this concept of like working with multiple nodes so so let's say for example i want to i want to select a whole bunch of nodes and then i want to turn them from bullet points into tasks so it's like where does the control for that go? Is it in the hover over, you know, mm-hmm. which which is where it currently is? But I, I, that's the way that all the other apps do it. But then you get these like giant long, um, like fl- floating palette lists of all the different types, you know, mm-hmm. and that's like just kind of in the way. But let's say for, I'll give you a classic example. So with Notion, if you want to change the color of the text, you select the you select it. Along comes a pop up with you know the, the styling pop-up with the bold italic whatever then there's three dots on that you click on the three dots that brings up another pop-up and then on that pop-up there's like a thing saying change color mm-hmm. and then you you go there and then that brings up another pop-up and then it's the colors <laughs> and it's like that you know i just find that philosophically bad i just don't like it and it's like you know one big reason why i don't like it is it's like all these pop-ups are covering the actual thing that you're changing so it's like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, whereas when you work with something like Adobe uh, Photoshop or Adobe Illustrator, they have like property palettes to the side and you can sort of change it. And so you get to see the thing that you're actually changing. So anyway, I was going through a bit of an existential crisis about like how how in, how in on earth am I going to solve this problem? Mm-hmm. So so I had the styling and I was like, maybe I should push it live. But it's it's so unsatisfying <laughs> because, because it's unsatisfying because... Um, because all the previous stuff works just great. And now this is a new thing that it kind of works, but it's really like, honestly, it's just half-baked, yeah, even though it's better. You don't better. feel like it's at the same level. It's just, it's just not at the same level. It doesn't, doesn't solve the problem as well. So anyway, I've, I finally figured it out in a kind of like a, a I guess, a, a shower moment or a fever dream moment or something like that. I don't exactly know when it came. But what I'm going to do is I'm sooner rather than later if if you even look at this app right here you can see it has the right hand panel of all the stuff the property controls so that's what i'm going to do i'm just going to get that going straight away so that so that whatever you're clicking on it's it's showing the it's sort of got this context sensitive properties panel on the right and you can just do all the stuff that you need to do whether it's with multiple nodes whether it's with a single node and it's just going to be such an easy and and that space is so wasted you know it's just like i don't need that space for anything yeah, I I, th- I think that probably makes sense because um, you typically don't due to the due to the dimensions of a computer screen. Yeah, you have much more width than you need for text for a typical yeah. document, and you right. I, I think that's probably a good idea. 
Yeah, that's an that's an interesting solu- a solution. I, I think that could work. Yeah. So basically, well, and then and then so you have the property palette, and then you also that's also where when you're doing it, your your help command, your shortcut for your key, you know, other stuff can go over there. It can default. it can show it like so mm-hmm. so you can do a, you can do a whole bunch of stuff on that right hand thing, you know, and it can be context sensitive. So like if you're you know if you're clicking into if you're not doing a selection, you're just clicking into an individual node, then you can just kind of show information about that individual node, and you can give a drop down to change that node. And if you're selecting a whole bunch of them, then you then you can give the option to change all of them, you know. Yeah, I get it. That's great. No, I think it's a really yeah. good solution. I think it's a, I think your uh, fever dream paid off. <laughs> so then, as you said, as you suggested um, in Discord, you're like, okay, but once you've got styling done, before you move on to um, before you move Collab- on to collaboration, I think you need to do tables. Yeah, I had a rethink on that because I was like. Well, first of all, tables are just fundamental, right? I mean, tabular information is yeah. is fundamental. I mean, databases, right? All our data. Why, well, Agreed. you know, just, I mean, it's just like a massive uh, category of data. Just it cannot be. It's not just a list of things. It's not just a sequence of things. It's a it's a it's a table. And you just if you can't do tables, um, you're just you're you're kind of uh, stuck. You need to use some other software, and you. I think for a product like this to be really successful, you want to limit the amount of times that people have to leave your product to go somewhere else to do basic information creation, collaboration, whatever. So, um, and I think also given that your kind of head is in this space, right? Editing the content, styling it, it's it's all loaded into RAM. I mean, once you get out of this, that's why I'm like, like I don't think you should go down the whole marketing stuff because you're going to have a really hard time getting yourself back into the hardcore coding. So get the coding first and then you're in this per subsystem. The re- everything works well enough other than it's no collaboration. So it's not like, oh my God, I have to jump to the the navigation or the the folder stuff. Like, yeah, that stuff needs to be fixed. Okay, but yeah, but, but, that isn't keeping me from doing stuff. The fact that I, you know, Sandy and I, you know, I'll talk about this in a minute, but Sandy and I did our uh, our first day of our sort of um, planning, mm-hmm. and um, she had to she had to kind of uh, do it on her computer. I was just sitting on the couch, and she was just writing everything down in Google Docs, and we couldn't use it. And I said, "Ah, it's too bad. I, I would love to have used Lightweight for this, but you know, I have my own list of stuff that I've written down in Lightweight, but we can't use yeah. it." And yeah. I was like, "Yeah," and you know, you were talking about like, you know, like. You're gonna need different column, you know, custom columns and rows and you know header and bold. You're gonna do you're gonna be able to do colors because like you know high priority, low priority, you know that yeah. just all the basic stuff. Otherwise, people are gonna be like, damn it, you know. Um, <laughs> and um, so I think having like a palette on the right will give you the space, the visual space to put in those kind of controls you need to to make it do what you want it to do, but. Um, yeah, I think, I think that, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's nice to have. And then there's stuff that just, if it's missing, it's just like, God, you know, like you didn't have hyperlink for a while. It's like, Jesus, you know, I mean, yeah, I can't put an image in there. I mean, you know, these, these things are uh, kind of, kind of fundamental. I was surprised at how, um, the forward slash thing is just, it's really just a shortcut. It's just like. You do a new you do a new node and then you can just go forward slash h one and get one in real quick. I mean, I haven't even used that, so I don't even know. No, no, it's it's not live. I mean, it's not live. I'm just saying. Like, I've never used I'm, that on anything, so I'm not even. Oh, but know. I'm just. I mean, that like that's uh, so, so something else as, as well, which is like so on 
and this is this is just a really weird thing, and this is probably idiosyncratic to me. But like on Notion, every new blank line, there's like um a grayed out, like a very grayed uh you know placeholder that says um you know type like uh, in brackets forward slash for commands or space for AI, and it's like that that really depresses me. Like to just have that there, <laughs> it's hmm. like I don't I don't want a placeholder on every single line that I ever create in my document. It's like it's annoying the shit out of me. And so because I tried to put the placeholder, and then it's like, huh? But like every time I hit a new line, it shows that freaking placeholder. It's like God damn it. Well, <laughs> so if I have ten lines, there's ten of those showing up at the same time, or is no, it's on the other it's, it's on the active line, but it's still somehow visually gets in the way of like the freedom that we've created with Lightwave. It's like the freedom of just the white space. You know, it's like, no, you're making me think about something. You're making me think about the fact that I have to, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, but the, the okay. one thing you will have to do though, or the one thing, I mean, the reason they're doing that is they're like, we need to, we need to make it easier for people to educate, figure out that yeah. this, educate the user yeah. that you need to yeah. be doing this. This is, makes your life easier. And so you'll just have to find some other way to do it. I mean, probably what it'll be is it'll be like the first 10 times they, they 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 do it and then just stop showing it. That something like that. Yeah, you can have. Yeah. Well, I always thought so. Here, here's how I would have if I was doing like Photoshop or Word or anything like this, and I would have like a a beginner mode. Mm, that's nice. You know, idea. which shows a very limited number of features, and then it would slowly, almost like you're leveling up, and more features appear. Um. And now they could, they can, if they want, what I would thinking, you know, this is me imagining this, and I've been thinking about this for, for 20 years, and I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm obviously not the first person who thought of this, but, um, you know, like, you remember how your Microsoft Word, they had your Microsoft Write, which was like a free, mm. rich text editor. <laughs> it's like, you know, any idiot figure how to use that in like 10 minutes, because there weren't that many features, right? I mean, you could mm. left and right a lot. I mean, you could do things, but it was not nearly as overwhelming as a word it would be for a, a new someone new to word processing and, and to computers but um if you made if you if, if first time someone used word it was sort of beginner mode you could first it could pop up and say are you and are you new to this software okay we are going to start off beginner mode with a limited number of features if you're already an advanced user you know how to use this we won't put you in beginner mode you know, what you could do is scale people in and say, we'll go to intermediate mode and advanced mode because we don't like to overwhelm people with features and we want you to get comfortable using the most important, most commonly used features. And I think a lot of people would really appreciate that because they're like, ah, oh, you know? That's, no, that, that's interesting because I've, I've been thinking about um, a lot about gamification of it. And it's almost like could be that you, you could even build gamification into that. Like you sort of reveal new level ups. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think if, if it doesn't matter for software that's really simple to use, but a software is, has a lot of features and functionality and hotkeys and all kind of stuff. They're like, well, how do I get people to use this stuff? Well, the, the thing that's like frustrating, you know, I think like for me, like I tried to use Notion once or twice, like when you were like kind of hemming and hawing about whether you're going to this is the early days, the smudge days or smudge plus days or whatever. I mean, and I was like, and I was like, damn it. Like I can't, it was forcing me to do stuff and templates. And I was like, God damn it. Like, no, just give me a blank page. I just want to, and you know, it was so, so frustrating. And because they had so much, you could do so many things. They had so many layers of complexity. It was like, it's like when you're using Photoshop, like, okay, 
when you come from using Microsoft Paint, you just go and you draw a square and you do a circle yeah, and you yeah. colors and you're like this. Then they got layers and this and that. You can't do anything. It's like impossible to do simple stuff unless you take a class in it or something. And I was like, you can't use Photoshop as a non-design um, designer because it just there's a huge um, upfront learning curve you just can't unless you, you decide okay i'm going to take some classes i'm going to do this like online course and i'm going to do it but i was like it'd be nice to be like give me the training wheels mode i mean just give me i mean give me try to training wheels i don't need all this crap i just need to be able to draw a damn circle and a square and some text and can i just do that please please where do you stand on alignment left align right align center align for lightwave in terms of just text well, it's not really layout. I mean, you might want to, you might need to do that within um, a table, right? Right, left like column, the stuff left and right aligned. I mean, that that's pretty common in tables. But everything else is sort of left aligned. Now, if you're doing um, now, now once you start getting into headers, you might want headers to be center aligned. Like all of a sudden, now you might want to do stuff like that. You know, it's like the more stuff you add, then it opens up more questions. Oh, let me. Oh, I forgot to tell you something else happened with headers that I just like. I'm just not. Um, it's not that I'm unhappy with it. I'm just not exactly don't have full clarity. So, for example, so if you add a an H1 heading, right, and then you do some text, and then you hit return, and then it just does normal text, and you type some text, and you paste in lorem ipsum, it looks great. Like there's a heading, but then like when you do it, when you tab the paragraph in, it's like and then you have something underneath it's it's like okay that the heading i don't know there's just something weird about the way the heading needs to behave it's like the 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 content within a heading needs to have like extra padding or something between the next item mm-hmm. so it's like when 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 items are just on the page and just uh, in regular flow and there's no um there's no tabbing in then it's like it needs to act in one way and when it's when it's tabbed in, when when you're using it to organize and using the headings, then it needs to act another way. And that's just a bit weird because I haven't I, I haven't seen an app yeah. that does that. Yeah, I think. Well, okay. So I, I I think that you have to have, and I've said this before, and again, this is I'm not the first person to say this stuff, but it's like you want it to default to common behavior without making you have to do it, like word or Google Docs, like you got to go in there and you got to do it because you spend all your time dicking around with the fonts and the yeah. font size and the font. You're constantly screwing with those. You're like, God, you know, it's the front, you know, it's important, you know, but what you want to do with this is it's like, okay, you've made it a header. So it automatically has a 20 pixel bottom margin or whatever. This now it looks good. We're going to allow yeah. you to go in and change it. And I think um, one of the big, um, one of the things that made rails so appealing to so many people is out of the box. It just worked. Yeah, like it had um, a, a I can't remember that they had sort of a phrase that really described it, but like you could configure things that way you want, but out of the box it had common sense default behavior across the board. And so whereas like at the time, like there was something sort of similar with Java and you'd have to go and you have all these damn configuration files you set up and it was just a nightmare. And then Rails comes along and says, oh, it all works. I mean, you can go in and make it work a little different if you want, but all the co- most common sense ways you want to use things, it just does that. And I yeah. think Lightwave, it's like, okay, you are just, we know what you're doing. This is an information thing. We're going to make it very easy so you don't get distracted with fonts and all kind of weird stuff. You're just creating information and writing stuff down. But if you are needing to create sort of a document, there is sort of a styling and you want to get in there and screw with this stuff, hey, that's Paladin, you can do it if you want. 
But that's okay. but we're trying not to get in your way or slow you down or overcomplicate things. And I think that's the way it's like easy things should be like automatic, hard things and more complex things should be possible. So um just in terms of like where I'm at, I'm I'm gonna say by the next podcast I'll have because there's there's just more polishing like that than I expected to make the defaults good. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'll have that polishing released and I'll probably will be started on tables. And and tables it's itself is um I mean it's quite a beast. That's a bit of a beast thing. project, but I think it's important. Yeah. I mean it's just one of these yeah. things that's important. The other thing that I just realized is it's less important, I think, than uh tables and key tables tables is a, a just a key category of information and you just gotta figure out a way how you're gonna deal with them and handle them. Um but the one thing that I was trying to do today, and we've talked a little about this before, is images. Like I, I had a, um, a parent email me, and they said, hey, there were some errors mm-hmm. with the quizzes. It said they got this many wrong, but then and they had photos, attached photos to the email of the, of the stuff. And I wanted to just take this information and put it into my LightWave to do my bugs, mm-hmm. as opposed to just having a bunch of unresponded to emails, which I always end up forgetting about and forgetting to get back to people because that's just not the way you want to handle your to-do list and so i pulled the images over and the images are like you know half the page i'm like <sighs> you know oh you want it to be uh so the images are there but they're half they're half the page you want it to just get, sort of default to like a thumbnail size yeah i think i think what you i think we probably want to do is get kind of the common default so if, like there's like three images in a row it's like you want to make it so that you can just like put them in horizontal mode if you want just deep 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 you know kind of like i mean slack will do that um you yeah. know stuff and, and but you know if you want to go and you're like no no that's not what i want i need to be i want to put these i don't want these to be stacked horizontally and i need these to be in tiny small medium like you could have like a some size settings in on your palette is that before tables or no I, I, tables? I think tables are i think tables, tables. are critical i think tables yeah. is like um, because there's a lot of stuff that you're tables, table stakes, as you said, table in your post. Stakes, that's right. Tables are table stakes. Um, <laughs> but the image stuff is, um, it's one of those things where it's like when you can't do it and you can't mess with it, it's really frustrating and it's going to be limiting when you're trying to use, when you have a lot of image heavy stuff. Like, let's say that you're, you're doing a, um, let's say you're, you're a bunch of doing a bunch of UI stuff. Either you're tracking bugs or you're, ha- or you're saying, oh, look, mean, and you have all these images, you can't use it for that. It's just, it's not really it's usable. The same as the, it's the same as the left nav. Like there's, there's certain things that are just totally not right that need to be fixed. Yeah. And I'm just going to get back to it. Yeah, 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 the yeah. images, the images, I mean, it'll, it'll have, I mean, you've got very few options with the other, the other tools. So I'm going to make it much better. Yeah. Than the other and tools. I mean, I, and I have no, I have no doubt that you can do it. So that's why I'm not, I'm not yeah. worried about it. I mean, it's yeah. like, could Justin make it a bunch of options for how images are stacked or aligned or sized? Like, yeah, like that's not a big deal. He'll do that in a couple of days and it'll look awesome and it'll be great. And once he's done that, I'll be really happy. And then I can use it for a whole different category of, of um, information. You organizing. can collapse it now though, right? Is that what, is that how you're dealing with it? You're collapsing it? I, you I, just, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just not even really, I, I could. Just click the cursor in front of the image, mm-hmm. tab it into the, whatever the thing yeah, is, okay. you know, the discussion, and, and then, then you can just collapse it. Yeah. yeah. That's possible. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So I would go tables and then maybe deal with that one styling. I, I cause I think getting good image, um, dealing with images is, is probably a, a pretty, pretty important thing. Um, I think, I mean, collaboration, as I said before, is huge. I mean, you just got a few things you just got to fix or get working right before this being a, a generally useful project. But, um, you know, that's the order 
of operations in my mind. Right. Okay. So I made some notes on this. So I, I got a few, I got a few, uh, I got some updates on this actually. So, um, the big win lately, uh, most recently is I finally hit 34 inches on my waist. <laughs> okay. You know, like, well, what? <laughs> who, who cares? I mean, so <laughs> the, 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 the two ways that I sort of track my fat loss, I mean, the, at the end of the day, it's like trying to get to a really good body fat percentage, right? So like the, the what they say the healthy weight for a male is fifteen percent. I mean, a female I can't remember it's like twenty one or two percent or something like that. Um, now, for when you're older, it can be a little higher. So in the fifties, it might be a little higher than fifteen percent. But um, but for a healthy, what's you know younger male, it's like fifteen percent. If you're below that, if you're in that twelve, like eleven to fourteen, that's like an athlete. Hmm. You're you're sort of like uh, you know if you're below eleven then you're maybe you're a wrestler or somebody who has to be, has to keep their body weight or you start getting down to, to people who are like, you know, physique competitors or whatever. But, you know, if you look at somebody who's like a, you know, college or professional soccer player or something, they're probably like 11, 12% body fat or something like that. 13%. Yeah. So that's a really fit. Um, I think I'm around, I mean, the, 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 the website that I use that you, you measure all these things like your wrist and your waist and your neck and your height and all this stuff. And it estimated like 16.3 or seven or something like that. But I think those are a little optimistic. I might be maybe a little higher than that. I don't know. Okay. So I need to, I, I still have a ways to go. And, um, I mean, to, to where I really want, I mean, ultimately I think I want, I want to get, I, want to, I think for it to be really fit, I need to have a, a waist around 32. I mean, that's around the right around the, the, the belly button and that's a 34 mm -hmm. which is five inches below where i started i started at 39 so it's a big improvement but i you know i'm just talking about all the dunking you know trying you know trying to be able to jump you know and the saying the saying is like fat don't fly like you know i'm still like 190 you know i hit 194.4 earlier this week that's a lot of weight to throw in the air <laughs> you know? so you want so you want to be like 175 or something I don't know if I can get that low or not. I think I probably I need to at least be one eighty three or eighty four. I think I need to drop at least another ten pounds. Okay, and that'd probably get me thirteen, fourteen percent body fat, maybe you know, maybe fourteen percent, something like that. I mean, I'll be I'll be more in the real athletic zone, and I'll be close to around a thirty two, thirty two and a half inch waist, which you know, so that's like that's really fit. Um, if I could get down and be like 178, I don't know if I could hold that. That may be something that I could like on my lowest day. I could do that, but it's not. I w walking around at 178 would be hard. I, I have um, too much muscle. You definitely to, have to give up pizza, for example. Yeah, I, I just have too much muscle for that. I mean, I would okay. just it would just be body fat. Would you, once you get below a certain body fat percentage, your body really fights you. It fights you right. harder and harder and harder, and it's like you you're so you're so you're um, eating. Um, what you're allowed to eat gets more and more and more restrictive. Okay. You know, it's like, yeah, you can get down to 13, 12. I mean, whatever. I mean, I don't, we don't have to go too deep into it, but it's just harder. And I don't, I will see how far I can get. Um, but anyway, I, pro I probably need to drop at least, at least 10 more pounds. I probably need to get to the mid low one eighties. Okay. And because every five to dunk, yeah, to be in the kind of athletic condition to do something like that. I mean, even it's if I was like, even if I was twenty five years old, that would still be true. So it's sort of like getting a rocket into orbit. It's you, like you lose the extra weight, man. You can't be every every piece of weight counts it, to to get off the ground because 
it's a combination of your explo- your power, right? How, how much your expressive power, how much force you can exert into the ground and how quickly you can do it, which is how fast you can exert, create that. You can exert force. Your fast twitch. Your quick twitch. Um, but it's time, but it's, it's relative to your weight, right? Like you'd be strong as hell, but if you weigh 300 pounds, like you're still not going anywhere, right? <laughs> you know, if, if you weigh 140, 135 pounds, you don't have to be that strong to be throwing I mean, that. Just ask fleas. Like these yeah. guys can jump like the equivalent That's, of the Empire State Building. They're not right? exactly so. known for their strength. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're known for their capability to uh, jump very high. That's right. That's right. So, um, <laughs> You want to drop, drop the, get rid of the, uh, get rid of the f- easy to lose fat. You don't have to starve yourself. You don't have to be a skeleton, but you just can't be walking around with extra fat. And, um, and then you want to get as strong as fat as possible and as fast as possible. And, um, so I, um, the, the other big, I just have a couple. So my, my short term target right now, it's like I got to try and break 190 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's like, <sighs> try and do that by the, sometime in February. I'd like to break 190. Which to get into the 180s would be a big deal. Um the um now this is kind of a, a you know kind of a, a highly specific and kind of obscure sort of recent um metric but so I haven't been doing squats because of my because I've just been sort of sort of building up to doing heavy back squats and um and I'll get more into that in a minute. So what I what I'd been doing initially was just doing leg presses. Because there was a fair amount of literature that said, you know, there was no difference in terms of vertical jump difference or whatever. People did leg whether they did leg press or squats. Not really. I was like, well what the hell am I even you know, it's so much faster to just get on a machine and do three sets than it is to be on the squat rack for 30 minutes or 40 minutes, you know? Yeah. And so but I as before I maxed out the squat I mean, the, the leg press, I could do 390 pounds, which is the whole, the whole machine could do it. Like I said, at 15, I'm like, okay, now what am I going to do? <laughs> at first, you're like, I got to try and do the whole stack. And you work up to it, and you're like, I did it. And you're like, wait, now what? <laughs> so what I started doing, I said, well, I'll just use one leg then. And that turned oh, out man. to be really hard. And it turns out like one leg, you, you can't do half the weight. Interesting. You cannot, not even close. You know what I could do with one leg for a set of eight? I could do 390 uh, for 15 bilateral, unilateral. I could do 70 pounds for eight rep, eight reps. Interesting. Now, it's a combination of stability. It's just getting the, it's some, it's just, there's just. But how are you going to stop yourself from blowing your knees out, for example? Well, when you're on a leg press machine, it's very stable. There's no risk of anything like that. It's just. You know. But even just the weight, like the weight on a single nah, leg, that's not yeah. a problem. It's not a problem. Right, so, so I started with seventy pounds. I mean, like eighty or ninety was like felt like I was moving Mount Everest. I mean, I couldn't move it at all. I was like, well, I guess seventy pounds is the number. <laughs> so I started with, and I slowly started building up, and I was getting stronger much every week. And I just did like today, I I, I jumped from one twenty five to one hundred thirty pounds per leg, and I did it for said eight. I'm like, that was no problem. One hundred thirty five next week. I'm like, I'm going up five pounds every single workout every week oh, if not every workout have you even tried dunking recently you can probably do it right now Dude, well, come on you know by the time you try and dump you're probably gonna fucking hit the no, ceiling no no <laughs> you'll be like a flea no i jesus jason with his giant fucking leg. yeah yeah no i got a long way to go <laughs> I, I got a long way to go i, I what i what, what i want to do is i want to get my single leg press I want to just keep, you know, it's like moving every week. It's going up every week. So as long as I'm making progress on that, and then I'll jump over to the squat squat machine. But um, 
uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like, but the thing is when you do single leg press, it like anyone who's tried, I'm probably, I've never seen anyone do it. I, I, I you know, you see people do Bulgarian split squat when they're a real elevated split squat and they'll hold two dumbbells and have one leg up behind them and they'll kind of go down, which is, this is the same thing, except you're doing it in a machine and you don't have to worry about stability. I mean, I swear to God, the first, I mean, this was going on even almost over the first six weeks. I would, my, my ass would be so sore. Like I would have a hard time sleeping. I'm just lying there going, Oh my God. <laughs> I get for two days. I would just be like, <laughs> guess the, that might be TMI, but uh... <laughs> I'm just telling man, you want a sore ass. <laughs> do the single leg press. Anyone who's out there is like, I don't want Jason talking about. This is like, okay, all right, hot shot. Do this. Like, f- forget whatever. Do just go on and do a single leg press. Ass to grass, one leg. And I mean, we'll see what you do. I'll see. I'll see how you feel. I'll see how you sleep for a couple days. <laughs> but I, but it's a super hack because. You don't have to worry about like stability stuff, holding dumbbells and getting set up. And you don't, I mean, you just get in the damn horizontal leg press machine that every stupid fitness gym has. And, mm. and it's like, holy crap. Like it really, um, it's amazing. So I feel like I got this kind of hack. So anyway, but we'll see. I'm going to go in and test my vertical again another week or two. I don't want to like test it every week. So I'll go in another week or so and I'll see if I can get a little higher than I had before. But, um, so I've um but I got a couple more th- I got more things to tell you before we Oh okay on. let's go. Keep One last thing. Okay. So um two things. I, you got probably heard me talk a little bit about sprinting on the superhero channel. I yeah. So I've kind of one of the things with vertical jump training is they say you know you should go out and sprint. Like sprinting is like really helps with the expression of power and increasing your mm-hmm. speed. Nothing is better than like in th- sprinting and as listeners might have known because i've talked about times I, I i was a sprinter in college so i played soccer in the fall and i, I was a full i was a two-sport athlete so i was literally in season from the for the like nine ten months of the year anyway so i was sprint i so i was a college sprinter and uh not not an amazing one just an okay one um but um and i started getting I'm like that would be fun to go and sprint again like that would be and i'm like i wonder if i have any anything left <laughs> Like, can I, can I, and Izzy is convinced that I can't run at all. Cause she's, she's like, are you kidding? We'll cross this. You can't even run. Cause of the girl with like, we're running across the street, you know, maybe like you just barely, there's not really a few seconds left, left on the cross lights and everybody runs. Yeah. I'm always the last one across and I'm kind of shuffling across and she's like, Jesus dad. But you're wearing those weird sandals. That's why. Oh, yeah. So time on sandals. I'm like, you know, I got like my phone in my pocket. I'm like, I don't want to pull a hamstring. What are you talking? About? You know, and she's like, yeah, you can't. I'm like, I, I'm, we're going to race. Okay. <laughs> I want to smoke you. <laughs> oh, no. I want to show you. <laughs> that's just. That's so bad. That's, that's probably the, the, the not smartest thing you've, that probably you've decided. Is. So she's getting me all revved <laughs> up. Um, but uh, There's no way you're beating her. She's pretty quick, little sprightly thing. But um, talking about not weighing anything, Jesus. Um, but um, yeah. I'm going to start getting back into that. But again, I got to do that very slowly and very carefully. Like you mm-hmm. get out there and do yeah. three fifty percent tempo runs and do that for a couple of weeks and get up to sixty percent. And you know, I guess slowly build that up because I don't want to pop a hamstring. That really set me back. But I'm kind of excited. I've been watching a couple of these YouTube channels of like professional sprinters that just sort of they kind of vlog, I guess is what they call it. And they're just sort of, they, they record all the training and their competitions and then getting ready for, co- you know, the season. And I'm like, Jeez. man, that looks fun. That looks fun sprinting. That looks fun. 
And so, do you have any time for Math Academy with all this stuff? Well, I mean, I'm not sprinting yet, but I mean, it's it just would be like one or two workouts a week. I would kind of shift from going to the gym and I would go to the track. Like there's um okay. South Pasadena High School has a really really nice track, and you know, so Pasadena High School does too. And so I could, depending on the time or the day of the week, I go out to the track, and you know it's, they're open to the public and the weekends, and you know there's these pretty good um time. They're not very expensive. I mean you know a couple hundred few hundred bucks you could buy like a timing system, so you could you know ca- you know time yourself on a ten minute ten ten meter fly or thirty minute t- meter fly sprint. It's weird to think of sprinting as fun. I just like there's no universe that I can think of sprinting as a fun thing to do. Oh, and you're fast is fun. I guess. It's fast. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> dude, when you're a kid and you're like, who wants to race? You just smoke people? What's like this? It's like it's it, it it's like when you're really good at stuff, it's fun to do it, you know? Um like the fastest kids always want to race when they're little. Right? Okay. You know, the the kids are really smart, like, give me a math problem. I can figure it out, mm. right? They want people want to express their skill, their talent. Once they realize that they're good at something relative to other people, you know, people are good artists. You know, kids who are good artists, they like to, you know, all of a sudden they're drawing everything for the school. They're doing the yearbook cover and the this and that, and it's mm. fun for them because they know they're good at it. And they know they can do stuff that other people can't do. I mean, I used to love in college when, um, not only in drills and practice when I could just kind of blow people all the water it was just sort of fun right to joke just to i mean i would kind of talk shit and you shut up Roberts, you man. i'm like hey you need some more you need a little more head start here but you, you know you should <laughs> like dude i give it 10 yards you get you're good right that's enough you know anyway but i remember we do the be like um it'd be fun like during um during the season, you know, and you'd have all the people lined up the side of the soccer field and during a game and, you know, they'd be sending these balls through and I'd be just like smoked by people, blow by people. And it's fun. It's what, super fun. Are your brothers like that? Like, no, nobody's, I was the only one who got the, well, I only have one full brother. Okay. My mom right. was the one who has the quick twitch. My dad didn't have that kind of speed. My mom mm-hmm. was um, kind of a quick twitch genetically and my my and brother so your didn't get full it. brother he, my brother he didn't slow. get it just slow okay. he's a distance he rides a bike he's like he's like i can go run my he can run multiple miles well but he's he was never like a sprinter or anything like okay. that so um but i'm getting excited about that but i'm kind of it's all part of my like project superhero it's like sprint jump be explosive go slow, go slow to go fast literally yeah go well you, to go you got it you can't skip steps man you got it you gotta work your way there and i have how's your Ask the grass thing. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Like the, I was going to mention that. Um, I've gone from. Remember before I would do these single leg split squats, and I couldn't. I had to have my in order to get my hamstring to touch my calf. You know when I, you kind of bend your knees over your toe. Yeah. I had to have it on eighteen inch box, and I was still like, "Ooh, this is tight." Now I'm doing. Uh, I was doing it was what uh, fifteen. 15 pound dumbbells and I could go all the way easy. I'm going to go up to like 17 and a half next week. I'm just like going cruising right on up and it's totally, totally unlocked my knees. I My knees before, you know, were popping and cracking and, you know, anytime I'd be standing somewhere and I'd change direction, it would like pop. You know, if I'd be just standing <laughs> talking to someone, I'd just pivot my knee, pop. Walking on the, walking on the stairs. Any more, uh, any more uh, basketball games with 20-year-olds? I haven't. I haven't tried. I'm, I'm going to give that another week. Okay, so here's here's why. And then I'll be done with my Project Superhero, I think. Um, so the big... I feel like the big um, blocker to keep me from just going all out is my back. 
the the knees over toes ATG stuff really uh, it really fixed my adductors and and has really improved the knee situation. But my back is a little still a little dicey because I have that torn disc my S four S five and. So I initially was like I was searching all over YouTube and I was like, I need like a knees over toes guy type of thing. I'm like, there's some, there's some serious, some exercises or something I got to be doing that's going to strengthen it the right way. And then there was this one um, channel and they really seemed like they know what they're doing. They were talking about. And so I went to their website and they actually have a, spe- a program where they're like, look, we, we're, they're like a physical therapy, they're a PT Mm. A clinic, right? But they mm. they do online stuff where they'll train you online and they'll va- evaluate you and whatever. So I went through their whole onboarding thing and mm. did an hour video call with the founder. Well, first I had like a twenty minute call with like their sort of onboarding specialist, and then I did an hour thing with the founder, and then I got spent to my particular PT, and that was another half hour guy. And these guys these guys have PhDs in you know physical therapy and strength training and all this strength condition or uh, physical therapy, but they're also strength conditioning specialists. And, mm-hmm. and the, I was talking to the founder and, you know, and he had like, he had a back problems. That's what got him started down the road in the first place. Cause he had these back problems and he would go to the chiropractor and all this stuff and nothing worked and nobody seemed to know what they were talking about. And he's like, I mean, I got to figure this out. You know, he's like deadlifts 500 pounds. No problem. He's like totally fixed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, he's like, we see like 150 people a week with bulging disc problems and we can get, we can get them back to full functionality, no pain. You just got to be willing to do the work. And I was like, well, I'm in. Well, you know, it's funny. Their onboarding process was exactly what I've been talking about. They're like, we only deal with people who are serious. Are you serious? Are you going to take this seriously? And I was like, you're questioning whether I'm serious, motherfucker? I'll show you serious. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, like, it was so funny. I'm like, it had the exact effect that you want it to have. Right. Yeah. I am serious. Like, you know, yes, I am committed to this. I will. You give me the workouts. I will do the damn workouts. Like, but Great. you better give me something that works. Damn it. You know? <laughs> and so they're, and so they were laughing. You know, I was joking with them because I, the onboarding guy was laughing at kind of my responses to some of the stuff. And they're like, yeah, this guy's really serious. <laughs> he's you know and so the main guy was like yeah i was really excited to talk to you he's like trying to talk oh that's awesome you know and he's like let's do it you know he's like yeah we'll get you back no problem he's like you know we get this he's like you know their biggest problem is they get people who are just sort of like it's not serious yeah like they're just unwilling to stick to the exercises and they just give up and they're willing to be in pain he's like i don't get it and i was like yeah and i was talking like math academy like dude we could he was like four or five years of math in one year do it. Like, what are you doing? And it's like, people are just so lazy. It's unbelievable. What's the Math Academy update? Well, okay. So let me just, so let me just, so just to finish off the, the thing. So I told him, I said, by the way, I'm going to rip off all your onboarding stuff. He's like, yeah, go ahead. So we were joking okay. around. He's like, yeah. Cause they, one thing they did is they would send like videos, you know, like short intro welcome. You say, look, happy they're committed to this it's important to do this and I, and there were yes. all these, i'm like this is exactly what we need to be doing and i, I made sandy sit down say come here, come here come here come here come here watch this video can, so okay so you can go through it you've you've gone through it you've logged down each of the things yeah yeah i mean yeah, I, said, I said yeah this is all this stuff and he said and i had talked about it. he said yeah he's like we've we experiment a lot sometimes we're a little too harsh sometimes we weren't tough enough he's like you got to hit the right right middle ground where you're where you're a bit of a hard ass you need people to be serious and get all the people who aren't serious out of there 
because they're just wasting your time and they're not going to give value on it. But you don't be such a hard ass that you just scare everybody away except the complete, you know. You know what's cool is that they don't have any tech to think about, so they're just 100% focused on that journey. Yeah. So it's really good. Yeah, using all off-the-shelf off of stuff. Yeah. So I, re- I was like, yeah, this is this is. It just confirmed, you know, what I was already thinking. He's like, yeah, it's made a big difference for them, um, in terms of their conversion and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. all the stuff that we talk about. So, um, anyway, this is this that is expensive. It's six thousand dollars for six months. Whoa! But I'm like, and he was like, sick, you know, he's like, it's, he's like, I'm, and I know it's gonna, it's, you know, he, they kind of did this. He's like, you know, I know it's a little expensive, but it, it'll work and i'm like dude i don't care I don't, dude i don't care if you recite some magical incantation to me in like 30 seconds it works i'll pay six thousand dollars after that you know just yeah just give me the formula like tell me what to do because i don't i don't i don't i want to be able to go play basketball for two hours and not worry about my back hurting the next day all right jason's back jason jason's back jason's back jason's back so, that was uh, a new segment so that was um we'll watch your back that was um Jason's back, back. That was pretty cool. So, um, all right. So that's that's enough. Oh, well, I want to hear your what's your what's your superhero? What's your? Um, well, why? you know what? I don't I don't have anything. You don't really to have Operation Super. It's more. It's 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 sort of. I, I don't have a, any any operation of, of of any kind right now. Um, but but I'm going to get completely right on falling, the, falling off the wagon. I haven't completely fallen off the wagon, but I have fallen off the wagon quite a lot. Why? Um. <clears throat> Oh, do we have to just do a big deep talk about it? We don't have to can big we, deep talk can, about, but why? Can we save the Can we save the talk for next show? No, <laughs> no, I'm gonna get off the hook. Why are you being a big baby? What's your What's your problem? Well, no, I'm not. I'm not being a big baby. I just got so much, so much to do. And why does that so mean you have to see to see? What does that mean? You going to birthday kids' you birthday know, parties? Like things and eating to cake? do, people to see, like just having f- all my work. Give me a, what a bunch of fucking bullshit, <laughs> dude. <sighs> gotta take care of it. I don't think that that coach fever thing was a good idea. I just think that was a waste of five grand. Why was but, that a bad idea? It works. All you got to do is track your calories and check in and do stuff. I guess, but you I, won't uh, do it. No, I will. I will. I mean, obviously, I'm you not going to waste that. You're money. clearly not. But why aren't you tracking I'm, your calories? I'm gonna. I'm okay. I'm. I'm it's back June fourteenth. It it's not. It's not Christmas anymore. It's not New Year's. I'm back on it. No, you're not. As of this moment, no, you've you've pep talked to me. Well, into what about it. the glucose? All that stuff. Are you have you been way off? Did you totally fall off the wagon for that as well? No, I know I haven't. I've been pretty good with that because of the Azempic. Oh, okay, so mm. you're taking the shortcut. Yeah. So, for example, my my blood sugar right now is one fifty four. Okay, so because because it that's just good. prevents you from like eating. Stuff that you, yeah, want, you would otherwise want to eat, but well, it's not just that; it's also good for your blood sugar. So it is, okay. it is good for your. Yeah, blood it doesn't sugar. process the glucose, right? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So, question though: um, How about your body weight? Is it affecting your body weight? Your weight loss? No, my body weight is still the same right now. I'm still. I mean, I haven't weighed myself in the last couple of days. But the last time I was just uh, two oh nine, so just the same. But um, are you walking or anything? I just need. I just need uh, some mental breathing space to get back into it. Same as the light wave thing. Because I've got so much uh, modern teacher stuff and this is your, your face just looking at me right now. You're just like, oh God. Just like, but I don't this, even but, need to say I'll, it. But I'll, I'll tell you something else. I always, I do notice that like, I, no, I noticed this with, with Georgie as well. It's like, 
when the other person is on an absolute high, it's really hard to be synchronized. Like it kind of makes you make like it's I don't know whether it's by design or just it happens. But it's like it always seems to be that when one person's doing really well, the other person isn't doing so well. Who is this other person? Just Georgie? Well, you're the other person. I've been doing well for a year. What are you talking about? <laughs> There's no correlation. You're up, you're down, you're out, you're in, you're you quit, you do some weight. <laughs> I've been pushing right. it for a year. I haven't I've hardly missed a workout. Okay. All right. so I'll, I'll, I will I will put what I I do think I can I can trigger it. I mean to 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 offload some um responsibility. I think that um when I was when I went off um Discord and was was no longer uh sort of under the peer pressure of posting every day, I think that that made a difference. I think that took me off track. Do so you need a fan? Well, don't post. I don't want to see it. You don't. I don't want to see, see the bullshit. Well, that's because otherwise, I'm, otherwise, I'm going to ream your ass every other day with whatever dumb excuse you're coming up with. Because I'm going to be like, it's bullshit. Shut up. <laughs> no, you're that's crap. You're like, well, you know. I'm like, nope. And it, unless you want me to be mean better. to you every day, but it just piss, it puts me in a bad mood because I'm just like, give me a break. It puts you in a bad mood. It puts me in a bad mood, mood yeah. because you sit there and you're whining and making excuses. And I just, my, my, as Phil says, my, my teeth come out. I, I, I go, I, I just think it, it puts me in, you know, yeah. mean Jason comes Probably out. Right. So, you know, you want to create a d- discord with all the people who are just kind of want to cheerlead that that's fine but if you come out and you're like just sort of making an excuse and not doing stuff you're you're the version of me you don't like so much is going to be showing up yes but i don't want to do it because i don't want to be i don't want to i don't want to do what you want to do but i i can't i can't see it and not react to it i know i know i know i know exactly you know what i mean um so what time do you have to head what time do you have to leave today? Four at the latest. So I got up to four, a few months before four. Okay. So let's, um, oh, should we, I need to talk about Math Academy. Yeah, let's get a Math Academy update. Um, yeah. uh, well, I don't have a ton. Oh, 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 one, okay. sorry, yeah, one, okay. one thing. I ordered the be- uh, the bench and the weights. Did you? The bench is, the bench is here. I like I like the black and orange. <laughs> and the weights are um, on the way. They're arriving on the 17th. Okay, for people who are not clued into what we're talking about, I guess it was last show or show before last where I mentioned that you should start doing something. And I, what I end up doing yeah. is going and finding the least expensive set of dumbbells and bench that I could pretty much find on Amazon that would suffice. So it's a dumbbell set that goes up to like 25 pounds and it's a, in a bench. So you can get there and you can go through those. Um, and I, I can send you um, a couple different versions of like the 15 or 20 minute dumbbell workout that you can do like three days a week or something like that. Yeah, that'd be perfect. It's 150 pounds in total, that set. Yeah, and it looks good. And actually, Jack Jack is kind of pumped to do something with me. How old is Zach, is Jack now? He's nine now. Yeah. Um, well, you, you know, the, the the I think with the dumbbells is a good place for you to start. You could do it, you know, I think you should do a Monday, like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday type of thing. Mm-hmm. You just do it for 20 minutes, something like that, or you do it every day for 15 minutes or something. You just make it part of a thing. You just get in there. Six days a week, you go and you know do fifteen minutes. You do three exercises, something like that. Yeah, and then start building from there. I think that's so that so that so let's just say that will be the next. So you spend some money at least. Uh, that will be the next affirmative action. But you better not on this waste front. that five thousand of the Coach Viva stuff. You better not throw that. Down. No, it's just it's just like, yeah, yeah. I will I will try. 
I just can't get the mental fortitude to get into it, but I'm going to have to do it. I, it's just going to be, it's, it's just annoying that I have not done it yet. <laughs> God. Okay. Um, so math Academy, math Academy. Um, okay. Well, you might've seen on the, on the, uh, the one thing I'll talk about first is the, um, there was some discussion about the, more advanced university courses, like what we're going to come up with. And there were a couple of people who are few people who were disappointed that we were not prioritizing some, yeah, some of those courses because I had, I sort of had this uh, come to Jesus moment where I'm like, you know, we got, we got to start making some money. We're like, mm -hmm. we've been kind of bobbling around 22 grand or whatever a month, still leaking money every month for the servers and this and that. And it's still like, like we got to focus. Got to we got to start making money. And I kind of feeling like the the university courses like not many people take those courses, right? Like you know how many people are in multivariable calculus and algebra? It's like a handful. Everybody's in foundation. The adults are in mathematical foundations one or two typically. Very few are in three. You know, some people are taking math for machine learning. I don't know what the exact number is. I just have to look it up. But most of the people are, uh, you know, we are in these other pre-algebra, algebra one stuff like that. So I was like, you know, maybe we should just focus on this for the time being. And yeah. if you're going to triple revenue. And and then there was and then there was a lot of disappointment on Discord and Alex was feeling really bad cuz he's just like, ah, you know, maybe we could release some kind of hybrid mixed course that has different elements of these advanced courses, maybe there's something we could put together and and then I was talking to Sandy and about it and she's like, I think she's like we can I she's like I think you still I need to finish the methods of proof course. So I think I think I think it's important for our brand. I think it's important that we recreate more of a pathway for kids. I mean, things I've talked about. These are things that I've talked about, right? And she just is like, you know, I, I, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Like, you know, yes, we can keep adding free response questions and we can do stuff to make these other courses these that where people are in better and better. But she's like, nobody's complained about those courses. Nobody said, you know... Math Academy is cool, but there's not enough free response. That mm -hmm. has never, we have never, ever received an email like that. Ever. Now, it doesn't mean no one's ever thought it, but nobody's ever complained about it. And I'm going to say, you know, but, but they have complained about the fact that we don't have a problem in statistics course, or we don't have a methods of proof kind of course, right? There are adults, and that would open things up. And so I was like, and she's like, I just think that... That'll be a huge, that's the kind of thing that would go big on Hacker News. We still have a lot of adults sign up. This is the king that would make a lot of adults really excited. Um, she's like, I just think, and and so I asked Alex about it. And he's like, I'm like, how long would it take to finish this course up? And he's like, four to six weeks. And I'm like, all right. Oh, so mentally, I'm okay. about six to eight weeks. <laughs> so, because it always takes longer. And Justin, but the problem is Justin has at least a month of work to do on the, uh, because the way proofs work, it's um, they're kind of dynamic because you're kind of going through and you're like selecting kind of Mad Lib style. It, it, well, I, if I understood uh, the discussion correctly, it's like a partial credit system rather than a full credit system. That's right. Like, exactly right. And the model and so, doesn't work so to handle that. Yeah. So it it needs to be changed to work on All, partial credit. Like, there's just so much assumptions that were built into it's either right or wrong. It's yeah. like, that's not true anymore. So... Justin's like, that's one to two months of work. And so I was like, is it really two months? He's like, well, if things go well, it's four weeks. And so I was like, okay. 
finish. Do you have to, does he have tests? Uh, sorry, I'm interrupting, but uh, let's circle back. I'm, I'm curious to know whether he has tests for all his stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah we have tons of stuff like that. Yeah, he is. yeah, absolutely. Sure. Like unit tests, you know, testing mm-hmm. all this thing. Yeah. Okay. He has all kind of yeah. stuff. Um, like, I don't do testing for UI stuff, right? Like, yeah. I just, I just find that kind of goofy. I just don't think that's necessary for the kind of stuff I do. Uh, no, for what you but, do. But yeah. for writing for engine, back end, extension yeah. stuff, yeah, it's just, you know, having a unit test for, you know, a dialogue box, like, give me a break. I'll <laughs> just test yeah. it out. Like, right, this works. Um, and if you missed one edge case and someone complains about it, let me fix it. Um, the, um, yeah, so Justin, I told you, uh, I, I suggest, all right, look, you know, how long are, because how far are you away to finishing the first draft of the Science of Math Academy? document that he's been working on he's like isaac like, early next week i'm like okay and by the way it's already like 280 pages <laughs> it is enormous um Jeez. and he's like all right so the next thing uh and there's one project that we have to work on because sandy and i were having a debate a couple of days ago when we were doing our uh, planning and i'll go into the planning thing a little bit in a minute um is one thing we allow people to do is to pause their account mm. for up to three months and we don't put any restrictions on it. So you could pause it for three months and you could pause it for another three months. And, you know, and mm. I'm like, I think this is probably hurting us. I mean, it's like a nice thing. Like, oh, you can just pause it. Oh, can we just not do it? But the problem is, it's like when you don't have like on a membership, like a joining fee, like a gym, the P, everybody be pausing all the time. Ah, you know, I don't know if we're going to have a lot of time next couple months. No, that's not the right attitude. No, you do not skip going to the gym, and no, you don't stop doing that. You need to keep it going. because I said, I think what's happening is because we make it easy to pause, and people pause, and they lose momentum, and then they ultimately quit anyway. We're, we're enabling them to fall off the wagon. We're making it easy for people to stop doing it. And it's like, look, I understand that life gets busy, but they should still do something. Like, trust mm. me. Like, I understand, okay, a couple weeks, okay, so you, you travel to Europe for two weeks, you don't do it for two weeks, okay, I get it. But you don't need to take the summer off. You don't need to take all, you don't need to take a month off. Like, oh, the winter's kind of busy. No, that's not, if you were. So what would your solution be? For not, no more pausing. And also, oh. or what I was telling Sandy is like, I would say we could pause. We do a one-time pause of two months for a max of maybe 60 days, maybe 30 or 60 days. After that, it's a cancel. And then they have to pay a, a joining fee again. Maybe like a hundred, $200 joining fee or something like that. Um, because as soon it's like it's like a gym. If like you can join, if you because if you could quit and join, people would just be popping in and popping out all the time, and that's that ultimately just leads to them stopping altogether. Hmm. And you need to get people, and that's what we need to get people. If you're not serious, fine, don't use this product. But if you're serious, we're going to create a situation where you need to be coming. You need to be using the system. You need to stay on it. We're going to be email. You need to be doing this because and what, what along those lines. We're talking about creating like tracks. Like, what are your long-term goals? Because right now, someone gets in and they're like, "Oh, I do Math Academy." You know, my daughter's the you know she's doing the pre-algebra. I'm not sure they they're they seem like they're moving kind of slow, and she wants more. And then they're kind of doing stuff. And there's no real long-term plan. There's no long-term vision. And we've talked a little bit about this, but what we need to do is have formal tracks. We're kind of planning. Okay, it's almost like you met with the instructor once every three months. Okay, here's where you're where you're at. Here's where you're at. Here's our goal. Our goal is to get to your calculus by 10th grade or 8th grade, and then we're going to do this and this, and this is where all this leads. 
This is why you're doing this. Okay, you want to be a, you want to get a college scholarship for soccer. Here's what you need to be. Right, mm-hmm. By this time and by this time, early. You wanted to gymnastics scholarship. Whatever. Okay, this is what has to happen, and you need to. But if you're just kind of like, oh, I just go to the gym and work out. Like, you know, at yeah. least to nothing. At least the bullshit. At least the people quitting. And it's just a waste of time, and it's um it become they're not very good customers in the sense that they're not getting a lot of value out of it, and they end up quitting. But you still you still want to avoid that, like that kind of Spectrum slash Comcast sales pressure of like when they're when they're on the cancel screen or when they're on the screen like because I don't th- I think it'd be bad it'd get you a bad rep. If they if they have this big sort of feeling like oh man if I cancel if I you know if if I cancel if I I need to not cancel otherwise I'm going to end up paying this two hundred so somehow it's going to be a fine balance you don't want to look like a scam you know what I'm that's saying that's not a scam if I quit Equinox my gym I have to pay a lot more to join that's it that's the deal but but what are you going to do are you going to say are you going to say by the way if you cancel now yeah. you're going to need to pay another two hundred to turn back yeah. on yeah I'm telling the truth should I lie to him. So you're saying I should lie to him? No, I'm not saying. I mean, I, I'm just, I, I, I don't know. It's, it, it, it comes across like a pressure tactic. It, it comes across like a sales pressure tactic. I, I disagree. At that, I, I disagree. At that I disagree. Moment. I mean, I, I don't think you have to. You can say it at the front, like there's a joining fee, but you're a reminder. Just this is what it is, you know. But the thing is, we're pushing. You need to be using this. Like you said, okay. you said you wanted to do this. So I think it's like what we're going to do is have like tracks, like programs. This is what you said you wanted to do. You told me, right? You told me that you wanted to qualify for the Junior Olympics by the time you're 15. Why are you not coming to training? Right? I mean, look, as you know, this product is built around this mental model. And, you know, this is very similar. This is my mental. This is how I see the world. Right. I don't like bullshitting yeah. around. I don't like excuses. I don't like whining. I don't like half assery. I just don't like it. There's a ton of people in this world are happy to take your money and and um tell you that's fine. I think it's bullshit and I don't want I don't want to facilitate it. And I don't like it. Because I think it's just a waste. And I think you're just enabling people to have um poor outcomes. You're you're allowing you're them to indulge in a fantasy, but they're not that they're never gonna reach. I want to help you Set your goal, and I'm going to help you get there. But you're going to do the work, right? We're going to do it together. Mm-hmm. That's kind of that's that's what I like. That's what I want to do, and I think that creates a better. I'd rather have a smaller number of people who are all in and making progress, and a bunch of people who are just kind of lackadaisical. And the way we've just set things up, as I've said before, is more of the latter and we need to move more to the forward but we need to build in a financial structure like it's built around this just like just like this um this uh back thing of six thousand dollars front you know so what do you think about uh like higher price points that might be part of it too yeah there'll be tracks there might be higher price points but we we need to we need to get people more serious and we need to we need to everything has to be built around that but anyway the whole point reason i bring this up is um I told Sandy, I said, you know, I think that I think the pausing is hurting us. I think yeah, I think once people start pausing, it tends to be the beginning of the end in the majority of cases. 
because you're enabling them to, to, and then they quit anyway. I mean, it's like it's like saying, you know, the classical, oh, let's just take a break, you know, with your with your girlfriend. It's like, and that's basically the end of the I relationship. Told, it's just it's just a soft a soft way to actually quit. Someone. I told Sandy the same thing. Was it from Jerry Maguire? Let's call it break. Let's call what it is a breakup, right? <laughs> it's this this break let's call it as a breakup that's exactly I, it's funny i use the exact same i said that's that's what it is it's like let's, let's skip the bullshit if you want to quit quit but let's not pretend that you're not quitting right <laughs> let's not pretend yeah. that you know and okay. um i think i think when you call people to the mat and you say look do you want to quit or you want to keep doing this and before, now, if they've spent a number of months not doing it, say, you know what? I am not doing, I'm not working out. I'm not doing math. I'm not doing that. You know, I don't feel bad about myself. Okay, fine. You've, 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 you've enabled them to totally insulate themselves from a sort of a personal accountability and, and, and holding themselves, any judgment on themselves. But if you put on, they say, okay, mm-hmm. you're, you're, so you're quitting. So you're giving up the dream. You're giving up the goal. And then right. people say, "Oh no, actually, I'm you're right. That's right. I'll see you at the, I'll see you at the gym on Monday, right? <laughs> right? Because that's what you said you wanted to do. So then, anyway, I think that's that's when. So anyway, I, I told Sandy, I think the pausing is hurting us. She's not totally convinced, and she's like, I need to see some data. I need to see some. And I said, right, Justin, you know, once you before you jump on the partial credit system." And after you get the Science of Math Academy document to first draft, which I think is a few days away, then he's, you know, could you please run some analytics on this to see, like, what is the net value of a customer after they start pausing versus if they not, you know, like, how, do, how does this work out? Let's come with a framework to analyze what's the, what's the value of this. And I, I think ultimately, I think we could provide occasional, like a limited, like a one-time pause maybe. But you just can't, you can't make it too, then everybody's just, you know. It's like you take an alcoholic, like, a, oh, you can go and you can, you know. You can I think drink. it's a no-brainer that it's going to be, yeah, customers with accounts that paused <laughs> end up yeah, quitting, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what's the point? Let's, let's not allow them to start enabling and start drinking again. Okay, we got, uh, was there anything else on Math Academy? No, I'm good. So, oh yeah, yeah. Just one thing. Uh, the last thing, and I'll make quick. Yeah. Um, so we did the we did a whole day of, or almost a whole day of planning. Um, oh yeah. So we yeah. got through. We did a first run through of every feed. We said, all right, let's let's work backwards from seventy five grand a month. What do we need to do? What are the things that we need? To, you know, what what are our weak points? You know, if someone says, all right, you got to get profitable, you got to double your earning in three months. What you're you're out of business? What would you do? Yeah. Like, what would you do? And so I like, let's think like that. Like what you're out of business. Mm-hmm. If you don't get 50,000 a month, what would you do? You're like, oh shit, we would do this. All right. Well, then why aren't we doing that? You know, <laughs> let's do that. You know? It's, yeah. The guns at the head. Right. Test, it's yeah. like, you know, it's like nothing uh, focuses the mind, like the realization that you're going to be hanged at dawn. Right. So did you come up with some good stuff? Yeah. Well, I had a whole list anyway of, of things and we just kind of went through and we put high priority, low priority, you know, medium priority kind of thing. And okay. so that was our, and a lot of them were like, eh, like there were cool things, but, eh, but there are other things that were like, yeah, that's really hyper. We got to do that. You know, we got to do that. And then what we're going to do is we're going to go through a second phase where it's really going to be like ordering them, like based on, okay, well, how big of a project? Is this a three-day project or a three-week project, right? And there's a lot of good stuff. And this, many of them we've talked about at different times on the, on the, on the, on the show. So once we go through it and we have like our, our roadmap, I'll, 
I mean, so by next week, next, I'm sorry, by next, okay. next show. So we're, I had Justin on a call and I'm like, right. So we're going over stuff. I'm like, how much work is this going to take? Cause a lot of, some of the things require some development from him. Most of it's me. Um, yeah. So it'll be, uh, but it was very, uh, I'd say it was very cathartic to just mm. to kind of go through. And it feels, you know, there's, in life, it's like, oh, I want to like, you know, like just like losing weight and getting in shape. Ah, oh, you know, I need to start watching my diet or I need to start going to the gym. And it's just with this vague, nebulous thing. And then nothing happens. It's like, what is your specific goal? By when? How do we get there? Work backwards from it. How do we get there? Order priorities. What do we need to do? Short-term goals. And that's what we're doing. Once you create, you know, a realistic plan and ordering of events, it takes a lot of anxiety out of the situation because you know what you need to do, right? And yeah. it's just a matter of doing those things and holding yourself accountable in the short term. Did you go to the gym today? Yes, no. Yes. Did you get through all the things? Yes, no. Did you watch it? You start, once you do it every day, it starts adding up. All the week was a win. Okay, the month was a win. And then, mm -hmm. well, holy shit, like, you know, I made all this progress. And um, I think one thing that's caused a little bit of anxiety for me and probably even for Sandy, even though she's hasn't stated it openly, I'm sure she's felt it. It's just like the sort of the sort of just stasis on the on the revenue is just like really frustrating. And, um, you know, you end up what you end up doing is spending a lot of time just responding to this complaint or, oh, we should fix this or we should do that. I'm like, yeah, you know what? There's an infinite number of things that we can do, but let's focus on the stuff that's going to move the needle. If it's like, no stuff matters. You're in a business in two months unless you double the revenue. What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. That's, so that's, that's kind of, that's kind of what the whole thing is about. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that list. <laughs> so, um, so, uh... The last well, thing, uh, last thing, I, I don't know. Do you want to talk about shows, or do you have some other topic? Or yeah, I was going to say I, I watched um, the, the Family Plan on Netflix. Mark Wahlberg mm. last was it night. Good? Um, it was good. It was like it was like True Lies. It's like one of those things where you know. He's, oh yeah, he's he, like an assassin, or he yeah. used to be an assassin, mm -hmm. but it, he stopped being an assassin, and he's like he's raised the, the full family. Like like so, basically, you know, he's got these eighteen-year-old kids, and so for eighteen years he hasn't been, mm -hmm. you know. And then all of a sudden, his life kicks back up again. But you know, um, it's it's good. I'd I'd recommend it. Um, but Mark Wahlberg's a very interesting ke kettle of fish, isn't he? He's like, he's like, um, he just keeps churning out the shows. He keeps churning out stuff. Like he's not, but he does stuff, and some stuff is really big, and other stuff isn't. And he's, but he's very, he's like the, he's like, he's the guy you call, you know, if if Brad Pitt passes on it, or you know. Like he's sort of like he's, don't you think he's got an interesting career? Yeah, he's done some uh, like he's done he's done so many movies. He's a, he's like a he's like a real working actor. But did you know that movie Ted? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know? Do you know that that movie that he was in that movie grossed half a billion, half no no five hundred million, which is like whoa. But he's he's got because um, the reason the reason why I know I know that is because I literally Googled. Why does Mark Wahlberg keep getting movies? It's he's like make money. and a lot of people like people and there was a lot of people asking the same question on Cora, like, huh, yeah, how does this how does this guy do it? Like, how does he keep getting these leading roles? Like, what is he an A-lister? I mean, what what's the deal? He's an A-lister. Anyway, so obviously, um, a lot, you know, a bunch of Mark Wahlberg fans, you know, come back with the stats. They're like, list all the movies and show that like out of his last 24 movies, 18 of them have like made money and the rest have sort of broken even 
That's so, a good bet. Yeah. Well, you know, I know, I know, but from, uh, you know, friends of mine in the business, it's like, it's, it's, it's a big part of getting something funded and getting a distributor is, is who you have attached to the movie, particularly your leading, right. your leading actor. And if you got somebody mm-hmm. who makes money, it's like, that's like the big biggest part of it. it doesn't matter about the script or anything else like who's attached yeah. oh we got ryan gosling oh okay you know and you know it's it's so much easier so if what mark Wahlberg is they call a bankable star right they're bankable yeah and the, but the ones who lose money that's why getting a track record for making bad films even if you're a good actor in the films aren't necessarily wouldn't necessarily your fault because it was just like poor marketing not a great script whatever um you could screw your career you know, it happened, um, happens all the time. I was just talking with Mitchell about my buddy Mitchell, who's in the business. And he was, and I can't remember the guy's name. He was from the movie uh, Battleship. What was the, and uh, John, do you know, then, okay, hold up. Well, let me look it up. Battleship film. Nicolas Cage is, is an actor who just hold keeps on, sec, on hold getting on sec, movies. Let me get this. Um. Oh my god! They don't even list him as he's the star. They don't. They don't even list his name as a top three on IMDb. Taylor Kitsch. He was in a Terminal List. He was like the uh, Chris Pratt's brother, or best friend, or something from not brother, best friend in, in Terminal List. By the way, Terminal List is great if you haven't watched it. Um, anyway, Taylor Kitsch did. Um, was it John Carter that Mars thing years ago that that bombed, even though it wasn't his fault and and um battleship which didn't do very well anyway he's one of these guys who's a really great actor because mitchell said you just watched terminal he's like taylor kitsch was he was better than chris pratt he's i'm like yeah he's he's a very charismatic great actor but he had a couple of films that bombed and and now he's he's box office poison and it's just it was just unfortunate even though he's you looked at me like he's a good looking guy he's great good actor great charisma like what the why is he not starring in all this stuff and it's just this very superficial thing it's like well you know his movies didn't make money it's like you gotta look at the attribution that's attributionary you're looking at the wrong factors you idiot but that's that's what happens but um i had a uh i had a show okay um So, uh, oh yeah, I've mentioned this before, but I just want to get, so we're back watching, uh, Bosch legacy. I was watching Bosch for a number of oh, years Bosch, and, right, right. um, I, I can't remember seasons, like five or six seasons or if not more on, um, Amazon, I think. And then, um, they didn't renew it. And then I think, um, I think, uh, Titus Welliver, I think is his name, the main actor and some other guy. Like they took the show, because he's an executive producer as well, and they took it over to uh it's on Freevee, right? Which is like a mm, page, yeah, and it's Freebie. on there. And it's been it's like the second or I think it's only the second season of the Freevee version, Bosch Legacy. Maybe it's the third, probably the second. And um it's been out for a little while, and I kept saying telling Sandy, I'm like, I said, you want, I said, we're gonna watch Bosch Legacy. She's like, I don't know. I'm like why was we love watching that show and she's like well you know it's more your show than mine i'm like what (laughs) what are you talking about she's like yeah i'm just like that is not true now you're like pushing it over to my side of the lens you know it's your thing and so (laughs) anyway i finally said come on let's watch it you know we had so much fun watching the show and she's like okay and so watching it and she's like getting into it she's like you want to watch an episode and i'm like ha (laughs) ha I told you, now you're having fun. She's like, yeah, but I still don't like Maddie's character. I'm like, okay, well, fine. But I, I again, 
if you're looking to uh, like a good, it's a police drama, but it's not like the NCIS or one of those dumb things. It's very, very well done. I would highly recommend watching Bosch, B-O-S-C-H, on uh, Amazon. And in the now, and then of course, the last two seasons, Bosch Legacy on Freebie. Highly recommended. Very, very high quality. Have you watched it? You watched like an episode. Didn't do you never? I haven't watched it. Why? No, I, I couldn't. What's your I, deal? I don't know. Just the general vibe. It just the general vibe. doesn't appeal to me. And so, and like, well, every time I'm sitting down, I, I, I do go through the list that you gave me one time. Bosch is on it, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm just not into it because it's just like that his face or something. I don't know. It's you don't like something his face. About, I don't like his face. <laughs> you are. You are. It just doesn't seem such like an arse. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, all right. Watch it, just you know what you're gonna you know, watch Wednesday, and it's gonna be like two or three years from now. You know, I watched the posh thing you mentioned it. I was really great. And I'm like, dude, I told you. But it's I feel about it the same as Better Call Saul. It's like I just can't get myself to. I just feel like it's gonna. You know, you know how like if you're gonna eat a meal, like sometimes you're in the mood for like meat and potatoes, and other times you're in the mood for something light. It just feels like it's going to be a meat Well, I mean, it's not a meal. college, a high school drama. I know you like the high school, the teen dramas. I mean, it's, I get it. It's a little heavier than that, but it's not, <laughs> it's not like self-destructive fuck up behavior like Better Call Saul. It's not. Yeah. It's, he's, he's like an amazing detective. And yeah, right. of course, an amazing detective. Let me say this. He, he'd rather apologize and ask for permission. Right. He's that kind of guy. He's definitely mm. my kind of guy. So, I, but I think, I think, yeah. I think you think yeah, I'd like. Yeah, I mean, look, here's the thing: if a show's good enough, it doesn't have to be in your particular genre. Like, I mean, no, it's like no, something's good enough. I mean, I don't, I don't really, I'm not a big musical fan, but there have been musicals that I liked, right? Because they were so damn good. And if there's a period piece, it's like that's ah, not really my thing, but so well done. Yeah, I liked it. Doesn't matter. Mm. It, it it quality supersedes genre. Genre Bush. will allow you to like something, even if it's kind of not so good. It gives it like a one point bump. Like you and I could watch sci-fi that's pretty kind of mediocre and be like, ah, eh, you know, it's okay. Whereas somebody who's not a sci-fi would go, that was just drek. You know? Have, are you still doing lots of walking? Yeah, and listening to uh, listening to pod, uh, like audiobooks or podcasts. I mostly li- listen to. Um, I must listen to podcasts. I have to find another book. You know, I you know I tried to I, I tried to listen to uh, one or two sci-fi people that people recommended, but I just didn't get into it. I have a hard time getting into okay. novels. I just like it, it's got to get me in, or okay. and if it's not, yeah. So um, the the I did have one recommend. What was the one I listened to recently? Oh, uh, geez, I can't remember. Um, oh no. I can't remember. I don't know. I listen to a ton of podcasts, and I, I, you know, that's my that's my go to on my walks. But um, all right, I gotta go. Sandy just texted me. We're leaving in four minutes, so. <laughs> oh, I'm now getting, it's you I'm getting, getting the text. text. So. <laughs> all right, all right, that's a wrap. We're out.